Hey folks, thanks for listening to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, John. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to this channel. We are on all kinds of platforms, all the way from iTunes to Spotify. So if you like what you hear, then go ahead and subscribe and share. And if you really like what you hear, then go to the iTunes account and leave us a, a review. And be an honest reviewer, you know. Uh, none of these just, uh, you know, friendly five-star reviews. Be honest. We really appreciate it. Look, it's been a while since I've done one of these podcast episodes, and to be honest, it's, it's uh, completely my fault. I am uh, just recently coming down off of a very intense year of teaching, and so therefore I'm exhausted. I am um, busy just uh, spending time with family. Um, I got the summer off because I'm a teacher, but I've also been doing some fiction writing as well as a lot of reading um, I every year. I try to set a reading goal for myself, and this year is the highest reading goal I've given myself of 60 books to read this year. And so far, I've uh, just finished book 42, and I just started War and Peace by Tolstoy, so who knows how long it's going to take me to read this book. Um, yeah, not the longest book I've ever read, but certainly one of the more dense. Especially annoying whenever you're reading a translation from the Russian that leaves the French untranslated in the text, and you have to go to the footnotes, but that's neither here nor there. What I want to talk about is Beto. Beto is the Democratic, uh, the Democrat running against Ted Cruz uh, for the Senate. And I'm not a big fan of Ted Cruz um, or Beto, but Beto used, is really fascinating history with with me because I um, used to love At the Drive-In. He was in a, a bunch of punk rock bands. Uh, Beto is known for that. So when I see him wearing, uh, you know, slacks and tucked in, button-down shirt, looking like a guy who could have taught my history class, it uh, throws me off. But nevertheless, pretty cool. I like Beto. He reminds me of someone who uh, is taking seriously the job. He really wants to connect his message to the voter, his voter base, and he's a very grassroots guy. You know, you, you can see images of him driving his own van or his own car from the destination destination. Whereas someone like Ted Cruz, he sort of like positions himself as a champion of the people, but at the same time, you know, his the image of Ted is that he's wealthy, he has uh, no connection to the, the little guy. Which is typically how media portrays Republicans, right? As out of touch, and Democrats are usually portrayed as, as those who are completely in touch with minorities and in touch with people who are at the bottom end of the, of the um, wealth distribution. Nevertheless, so this is the way it is. Whether it's true or not, this is the narrative, right? And so uh, Beto ends up going to the border because of what happened recently with, um, with these children, right? Being separated from their families. Now, there has been a lot of, of uproar about this um, in the media. And I think rightly so. Uh, uh, the family is a pre-political good. It should be preserved. It, the family should be kept Together, it's you know, it, it, there's something odd about Republicans, right, and conservatives who are all about family values, who say things about the family that uh, these families that oh, they, well, they just they committed a legal act, so parents should be separated from their children. So it's it, it it almost seems it makes a lot of conservatives look as though they don't really back their values across the board, that their values really are contingent upon borders. Which is ridiculous. Um, principles and values should transcend borders, okay? Especially uh, when it's a principle of the family, which has transcended nation, which actually has outlasted nations, 
nation states or the creation uh, come long before the creation of the nation state before there was even a social contract contract there was the family right the family was the original um, governing governing society okay so family is a pre-political good this is not a partisan issue it should not be right it should be something that people look to preserve now Beto decides he's going to drive and he live streams this encounter where he goes to the border in El Paso. My wife and I recently spent a week in El Paso visiting family and, um, and got some pretty interesting information about Beto's visit. Now I have some, uh, some good sources on this who have, who have actually visited where they have these, in, these, these camps or these, um, that's not the right word for it, but you hear from the media, right? There's all in these separations. We have modern, um, uh, to t- uh, concentration camps, right on the border, and there's all there's always going to be this this back and forth uh, in the mainstream. But and uh, but but nevertheless, let's talk about El Paso. But uh, you know it, when Beto went down there, he's he he said, look, there's these there's these they're in chains. These kids are without food and water, or in some cases, they are uh, being deprived of shade and of proper. Um, lives lived areas and, and and the image that people get online is of course on uh, of kids behind these behind these these cages right and that's because when kids and these families first get detained they have to put them somewhere and they they put them behind these chain link fences but they don't put them there forever they're not there for that long um, but what's actually happened is for my source who actually got in the camp, or in the uh, place where they were holding these children. This camp was being run, not by the, the, the government, it was being run by a Christian religious organization that was contracted out to take care of these children who had come across the border. And what they found was that the majority of these children were actually not split up from their parents. They were sent in from their parents and were being escorted to the U.S. by coyotes. And generally what happens is these parents will come over illegally or legally. They'll come over and work and send money back to their hometown or to their families in Honduras or or whatever. And then these families will, uh, to to provide for their kids, right? And then these kids will eventually try to get back across the border to be with their their parents. You can actually read a pretty uh, harrowing and thrilling account of this kind of thing that happens with the kids uh, that come. They actually will get on trains and they'll try to... uh, Crossover uh, country lines just to get into the states to be with their moms, and you can read about it in this book called Enrique's Journey. Really fascinating read. I'd encourage you to go read it. Uh, and nevertheless, these kids are are, are not that the, that my source saw. They were not in these cages. They they could watch the World Cup. They were being taught English. They were given buffet style meals as much as they wanted. They could. They had three uh, fully built soccer. They, you know, these soccer fields built for these kids, um, and these kids themselves loved being where they were. They loved being in these places with these in this community, right? So then Beto comes over and starts making these wild allegations. They finally let him in uh, to to see these kids, and he starts asking these these kids if they are being mistreated, if they're being blah blah blah, and it's sort of this accusatory tone. And he even made these some of these kids cry. Now here's the deal. Are there kids being separated from their parents? 
Yes. Has it been happening longer um, or a longer period of time than Trump? Yes, it's been policy since Clinton. Um, and most of the, uh, the pictures that have been uh, posted on Time Magazine and things like this are not even from the Trump presidency era. So it's, it's just wildly insane, okay? Now is Trump sort of appealing to a more Nixon approach to, uh, to, the, to, to law and order, the way he talks about the law is very off-putting to people, right? It's something that's very polarizing, but it doesn't mean that he's the first president to ensure that these laws um, are in place and are enforced by at the border. So, so what what is what is what is really clear though, is Beto has has been has been really open to manipulating the situation to enforce a wider narrative that the Democratic Party have have wanted to cast upon Trump, and in and in, in particular, and in the conservative or Republican Party in general. Now, I'm not saying Republicans don't deserve some of the aspersions that Democrats throw their way. And I'm not saying that conservatives are totally in tune with what is going on. But it is safe to say that there is a much more complicated story that needs to be told. And I would encourage you to do more research. I would encourage my listeners to go out and and actually, you know, if you want to raise money to go and give to these kids who are in need, then do it and and, and make the journey. Look, look for it with your own eyes. Follow alternative media who are there, who will tell the full story. Because what is, what is clear is that Beto has lied at the border. And he has justified it by, uh, by an attempt to create and contribute to a narrative that is being spun. So I would just encourage uh, everyone out there just to be, you know, don't be, emo- don't be so emotional about the situation that you gloss over the facts. Don't be so pulled in that direction that you don't that you don't listen. That you don't actually see what's going on. That the situation at the border is not simple. And so I would also encourage my conservative friends to take a, a more open-minded stance, maybe about the border situation. Don't just say they came over illegally. I think empathy dictates that you know what if, if to look at yourself. If you were in that situation, where you lived in a place like Honduras, where the gro- where the gap between the rich and the poor is so much wider than it is here, where it is so difficult for anybody using any kind of, participating in any kind of marketplace to, um, to get out of that kind of poverty, would you behave any differently? Do you think that you would actually, um, if, the, if all, the, if all of the, the things that you're disposal, legal things at your disposal were not going to work for you, would you behave any differently? I think the answer is no. I think we should have more empathy for those who are trying to come over to the border. I also believe that one of the reasons why borders are, um, are necessary to politicians is not for the reasons that are given. It's not for the protection, not for to fight terrorism. It's because we have a welfare state. And welfare states are best protected by borders. And people can come over here and get and become... Uh, dependent on this on the welfare state it's not everybody okay people come over here and work jobs and they send that money back to their families i have been friends with these same people uh that come over here and do such things they are incredible to give your entire life just to working a menial job that the average american can't imagine or fathom them working um, just so that you can send money back to your family so they can have a better way of life 
is astonishingly courageous and brave. So I would just encourage everybody on both sides to think deeply about this, right? Now back to Beto. What are we to think? How are we to understand this man? Huh, I'll leave it up to you.